Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Please have a seat, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And tonight... Tonight is the 1,200th episode of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. 1,200. 1,200 episodes. That breaks our previous record set on Friday. Can we do it again tomorrow? Tune in to find out. Speaking of breaking records, thanks to Omicron, the seven-day average for newly reported cases in the U.S. topped 700,000. 700,000! That's the population of Denver. And you know you're in trouble when you're higher than the people of Denver. <laughs> At the current pace, the variant is set to triple the pre-Omicron record set a year ago, as you can see on this chart. Gah! <laughs> That's also my EKG after someone showed me that chart. <laughs> That might be just the tip of the iceberg, as Dr. Scott Gottlieb explained yesterday on The Nation Face. We're probably only diagnosing somewhere between 1 in 5 and 1 in 10 actual infections, and there's a lot of people walking around with mild illness or asymptomatic infection who don't know it, who are spreading it. Way to keep things optimistic, Doc. He also does motivational posters. Hang in there, because things are actually 10 times worse than you think. (laughs) Some people don't want to know how many cases of Omicron are out there. Take... Florida governor and man realizing that the gas station sushi was a bad idea. (laughs) Ron DeSantis. DeSantis continues to oppose widespread testing, as he explained on Friday. Think about it. Before COVID, did anyone go out and seek testing to determine if they were sick? It's usually you feel like you're sick, and then you get tested to determine what what you maybe have come down with. And so this is kind of a new thing where they've been saying just go out and test all the time. Yeah, and for that matter, did we ever buckle seatbelts before cars were invented? (laughs) And why did that doctor put a camera up my butt? I'm not even on TikTok. (laughs) This... This Omicron surge is wreaking havoc on the nation's school systems. Here in New York City, citywide attendance, which averaged close to 90%, for much of the fall, has dropped to 69%. That is terrible. Think of all the kids who missed out on giggling at the number 69. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So many teachers are testing positive 
There's also a shortage of substitute teachers. So in Ohio, to become a substitute now, a degree is no longer required. <laughs> that is shocking. Substitute teachers had degrees? <laughs> I thought subs were just your regular teacher's ex-boyfriend. Okay, kids. I'm taking over for Miss Jennings today. Pop quiz. First question, does she ever talk about me? <laughs> One school official summarized the new offer saying, come sub for us, make $125 a day, and get to be with students. <laughs> get to be with students, not the incentive they imagine, <laughs> nor an entirely accurate description of the job, but still better than the original ad, can you press play on a VHS of Braveheart? You're hired. <laughs> the good news is that most experts out there think this steep rise in Omicron will be followed by a steep decline. Right, Dr. Fauci? I would hope. I can't predict accurately because no one can. But I would hope by the time we get to the fourth week in January, end of the third week, beginning of the fourth week, that we will start see this coming down. Can you be more specific? That's like your horoscope reading. Capricorn, you will make a connection with a handsome stranger. Or not. Maybe we'll give you a disease. No one can predict accurately. <laughs> but... Sure. How are you feeling? You feeling okay? Yeah, okay. But Omicron could be over by Groundhog's Day, which would be just in time. Because scientists in Cyprus have found 25 cases of a strain of the coronavirus that they say combines elements of the Delta and Omicron variants that they're calling Deltacron. <laughs> Deltacron, also the name of the disappointing transformer who turns you into a delayed flight for Atlanta. <laughs> this got through it. Got through it, man. Black eyes. This, this new strain out there has Omicron-like genetic signatures with Delta genomes. Now, because it's so complicated, the scientists released a video explaining how they came by their discovery of the combination. Mmm, Delta. Mmm, mmm, Omicron. Hey, you got your Delta in my Omicron. Got your Omicron in my Delta. What? What? Infectious. Hi. Yes. Sure. I love, I love two things. I love a woman just walking down the street with an open jar of peanut butter. Why did we never question that before? And I love the old guy who comes up behind them. Jimmy, put him up again. Hey. Hey, what's going on, you two? I got my own, I got my own stuff here. I'm gonna eat. No, you keep sticking your bar in her jar right there. I'm just gonna rub your nut butter on his bar. Come on. I'm just gonna watch. No one questioned that. No one questioned that. Speaking of creepy old men, Ohio Representative Jim Jordan... <laughs> ..seen here warning the other Neanderthals, stay in cave, tiger kill! <laughs> Jordan was deeply involved in the efforts to throw out the 2020 election results, but yesterday he announced that he was refusing to cooperate with the January 6th committee investigating the Capitol riot. Turns out... After wrestling with the decision, the committee showering him with the opportunity to speak up, Jim Jordan has decided 
He saw nothing. Ohio State. Look it up. In a statement, Jordan explained that being asked to help get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th is far outside the bounds of any legitimate inquiry, violates core constitutional principles, and would serve to further erode legislative norms. Yes, we must not erode legislative norms. Or as one January 6th analyst put it... Thank you, Senator Buffalo Nipples. But we are learning some things about the plot to overturn the election. Turns out, in December of 2020, the National Archives received fake state documents declaring the ex-president the winner. You can't put fake documents in the National Archives. Our national repository is reserved only for the Founding Fathers' secret treasure maps. <laughs> Basically, a group of MAGA morons in Michigan and Arizona forged certificates to trick the National Archives into declaring their guy the winner. So they were attempting a coup via fake ID. Okay, it says here your name is Ida Realprez. <laughs> Checks out. Give them the nuclear codes. <laughs> now, no surprise, the National Archives saw right through the fake documents, and the MAGA fraudsters did try their best. The Arizona letter featured a state seal in an attempt to appear as if it was an official document. And it takes a skilled forger to replicate their state seal. An old man fighting a rattlesnake over an Arizona iced tea. <laughs> now, it turns out... It turns out Republicans are going crazy from sea to shining sea. Case in point, Indiana State Senator and chem teacher watching you eat that apple from across the quad, <laughs> Scott Baldwin... In December, Baldwin introduced a bill that would prohibit schools from teaching a variety of concepts related to sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, and national origin, leaving shop class and six hours of dodgeball. <laughs> Baldwin's bill has been getting a lot of blowback for not letting teachers, um, teach. So, the state senate had a hearing last week where a high school teacher explained why educators can't always be neutral. It's second semester of U.S. history, so we're learning about the rise of fascism and the rise of Nazism right now. And I'm, I'm just not neutral on the political ideology of fascism. We're not neutral on, on Nazism. We take a stand in the classroom against it, and it matters that we do. I'm not discrediting, as a person, uh, Marxism, Nazism, fascism. I'm not discrediting any of those isms out there. Uh, and I have no problem with uh, the education system providing instruction on the existence of those isms. I believe that we've gone too far when we take a position on those isms as it relates to we need to be impartial. So he's saying we should reserve... You were a little late. Now, he's saying we should reserve judgment about the Nazis, just like they do in the classic scene. Don't shoot! Let's hear the Nazis out! <laughs> Turns out... I'm surprised Hanks did that part. Turns out, not discrediting Nazis, not the most popular opinion in Indiana, so Baldwin released this statement. Nazism, Marxism, and fascism are a stain on our world history and should be regarded as such, and I failed to adequately articulate that in my comments. <laughs> failed to adequately articulate is a pretty generous way of describing I said the exact opposite. <laughs> 
kind of like when Sir Mix-a-Lot released a statement saying, when I said that I like big butts and I cannot lie, I failed to articulate that I'm actually more of a boob guy. We've got a great show for you tonight. Up next, the robots are coming. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. John, John, the Piper son. John, got a couple of lovely ladies on the show tonight. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, Tig Notaro, is on here tonight. Yes, Tig Notaro. Fantastic. Yes. But first, just, just moments from now, celebrating 10 years with CBS News, our friend Gail King is going to be out here in just a moment. All in the family. Everybody loves, everybody loves Gail. Yes, that was horrible. Now, folks, as you know, if you watch the show, you know I'm a huge tech head. And I love keeping up to date on the latest tech with my head, and then my head tells you about it in my long-running segment. First up, the annual Consumer Electronics Show just wrapped up this weekend, and it featured an array of upsetting new things, like the latest in Japanese toys, the Amagami Ham Ham, a stuffed animal robot that will nibble on your finger. So if you're worried about the eventual robot uprising, please take comfort in the knowledge that we're teaching them that we're delicious. <laughs> Let's take a look at one of the nibblers in action. Whoa. Okay, whoa. Can we even show that on CBS, Jimmy? Can we blur that? Blur it. <laughs> Thank you. That's somehow worse. Look at those eyes. We know why it's hungry. He's clearly stoned. The Amagami Ham Ham keeps things fresh, too, because it has an algorithm with two dozen nibbling patterns, including tasting, massaging, and suction. Engineers came up with suction by asking themselves, how can we make sure that people sue us for penis injuries? <laughs> I know, it's sad. I have the exact same feeling. <laughs> Folks, cows, specifically, milking cows are stepping into the 21st century. Cows stuck indoors for winter are getting virtual reality goggles to feel like <laughs> they're outside. That is bleak and disturbing, and can I have a pair? I forgot what it's like to be outside. I am this close to watching Emily in Paris. <laughs> let's, let's, I hear good things. I hear very good, no, I don't? Let's take a look at it. Wow. That is upsetting. It's almost like there's no dignity left in living your life hooked up to a robot breast pump. Note to self, buy almond milk. The goggles show the cow's scenes of a summer field and they appear to be happier and producing more milk. So a cow's life now sucks so bad that the only way to get them to produce milk is to put them 
in the Mootrix. <laughs> and I'll wait. I'll wait right now. And just a field, at least give them the fun matrix where they know kung fu and get to dodge bullets. <laughs> Next time on the seat of the begasm, scientists are working on a toilet that identifies you by your butthole. <laughs> Can I be there when they break this to the toilets? <laughs> Good news, guys. We're giving you sensors and intelligence so you can observe and be aware of the world around you. <laughs> now the bad news. <laughs> the toilet is meant to monitor the health of your bowel movements and match the results to you by developing a scanner that can recognize the user's unique anal print. <laughs> we can only pray this new anal print technology doesn't make it into the next iPhone. Yes. Yes, I do have my boarding pass, but it'll take me a minute to unlock my phone. <laughs> Just go straight to that. Just go straight to that one out of there. Just go straight to that. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Next up, exciting news in the world of meat technology. Engineers figured out how to cook 3D-printed chicken with lasers. <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute, Cancer. We're just photoshopping some nuggets over here. Is the process disgusting? Well, judge for your, of course it is. We use chicken as a model food system. We pureed the raw chicken in a food processor and extruded it using our 3D food printer. Current cooking techniques don't provide high spatial resolution. Mmm, mmm, mmm. I can't wait to be told, I'm sorry your chicken is taking so long. The chef ran out of toner. Let's see how the laser chicken turned out. Multiple laser wavelengths should be combined for best cooking results. In the end, laser cooked samples were edible and achieved food safe temperatures for consumption. Hey, you can't just say edible and food safe temperatures. That's already the slogan for Arby's. Up next, Gail King. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening is a co-host of CBS Mornings, editor-at-large for Oprah Daily, and the host of the Sirius XM show, Gail King in the house. Please welcome back to our house, Gail King! <laughs> Good to see you I again. I wore my party shoes for you. I love those shoes. I wore them for you. little pom-poms on there. That's very nice. Hi, Chris. Now, 
Uh, kiddo, we were backstage. Yes, sir. And yeah. I was, I, you know, you hugged me when I got backstage. We hugged just now. I Obviously, everyone's got a nice, nice hug from Gail over here. Are you nervous at all to do that? Because after two years, I where know, are I'm you so in? Sick of it. I want to be good. I want to be good. I want to be good. I want to be good too. But I'm a little exhausted. No, but I said, I said to Stephen, so I'm all vaccinated. I'm all boosted. He goes, it doesn't matter. And that is what's well, so if scary. Well, it's positive. No, that's what positive, I mean. I have to stop the show. No, and there are all there are already so many breakthroughs. So I am worried about that. But you know what, Stephen? I'm so tired of being tired and afraid of this. I am. I think we all have got to figure out how we can live our lives and navigate it. And that's where I am. I, I, I don't want to go back home. I don't want to go back home. You know, at CBS, you know, we get tested on a regular basis. Thank you, CBS, because they have testing facilities right there so we can get tested on a regular basis. But they said, we have to have a contingency plan to go back into our homes. And so help me, Jesus, I would much rather run down Times Square buck naked than go back home. <laughs> Buck naked. That's what I would rather do. Gail. Then go back home. Gail. I'm, I'm not telling kidding. you, Super Bowl ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl ratings are people going, I'm going blind. <laughs> Tell her to put on clothes. Well, congratulations, because the last time, since the last time you and I spoke, you have become a grandma. Oh, Luca. Yes. As if I have to ask, how is. How is grandma life? Oh my gosh. Listen, I know everybody that has a grandchild, I'm not the first, thinks her grandchild is so cute, but this kid is so friggin' cute. His his name is Luke. I have a little song. May I sing it for you? Of course you may. Yooka Lele, what a pretty baby. Isn't that good? I know. That's an exclusive. The audience is going. That's, that's, that's it, what we guys. Call exclusive. We just that's broke it. the story on what you sing to your grandchild. And then I rub his little tummy. You know, Leslie Stahl did a, a book about grandparents, and she was on. So I read the book, and I thought, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> and then, then I had my own, and I went back and went, this book is so good. So what do you think happens? What do you think like uh, squirts in the brain of a grandparent? Because is it oh, different than your own child? Yes, it is. Is it better? It's, well, no, because I love being a mother, too. I loved being... I still love being a mother. But there's something about the circle of life uh-huh. that you made this possible. Yeah. And then to see your own child become a parent and you think that they're a pretty good parent, mm-hmm. I, there's just something... I don't even know how to describe it, but people stop me on the street. People stop me and say, what's it like? How do you feel? I'm a grandparent, too. You're not a grandparent yet, right? Uh, not that I know of. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a clip here. Can you set up what's what's gonna happen here? This is this is the first, first time. I had nothing to do with this. I had nothing to do with this. So favorite daughter Kirby. I have a favorite son-in-law Virgil and favorite son Will. So we all spent Christmas at at Oprah's. I wasn't there, but so she was meeting Luca for the first time. So I called her up and said, you know, what are you guys doing today? She goes, you're not believe you're not gonna believe what we're doing. And she said, look at this. Oprah has a phobia against balloons. She doesn't like balloons. Mm. She was actually blowing up balloons and placing them because she was preparing, she said, and she, this is what she called it, Luca's welcome to her home. Okay, this, this is the welcome. <laughs> there you go. I've been waiting to see you. 
That's really lovely. That's really I think lovely. that's lovely. It is. You know what? I got the same greeting when I went to Oprah's. Didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. So there were girls singing to you too? Mm -hmm. You know, Oprah has a school, as you guys know, in South Africa, and so uh, six of her students, her former students, are now young women now. Yeah. They were there, so they did the whole Lion King thing. And I w listen, I was here because I was working at CBS Mornings. Hopefully it's your favorite morning show. Of course um, it is, of course it is. But anyway, I know, shameless applause. But, so I was working, so I couldn't be there, but when they sent me the tape, Steve and I looked at it 10 times. I got choked up when I first saw it. I thought it was very sweet. Over well, the top, but I thought it was sweet. Yesterday, you, you hit another milestone, as I said before, your 10th anniversary. I know. Working over at CBS News. I what, know. what do you remember uh, about you, you, when you started at CBS, other than the fact that that guy over there, my showrunner, Chris Licht, was your showrunner. He was the guy who brought you on. Well, I just think Chris has excellent taste and talent, don't you? He does. He does. No, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, and I mean this, I would not be here at CBS if it wasn't for Chris Lick. He saw something. Can you imagine the, the conversation that must have been had when Chris Lick said, you know who'd be good? Gail King and Charlie Rose. Because it started with me and Charlie and Erica Hill. That was the initial team. I could imagine, you know, the look on the wall was like crickets. But he saw something. And we had a really good team. We had a really good team for a very long time. So I remember that first day being very nervous. Not that I was worried about could I do the job, because I thought I could do it, but I just wanted it to be great, Stephen. You know, you know that feeling when, you, when you're, you want something so badly and you want to be good at it? That's what I wanted. Well, here you are on day one. Yes. And this week. Yes. There you are. Yes. Yes. That was Same 2012. Dress. That was uh, 20, uh, 2022. So yellow's my favorite color because I believe yellow's my happy place. Butter and sunshine are yellow, two of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> so I had that Alex Kramer, a designer, made that dress for me. And I just wanted to feel good. Yellow just makes me feel good. Look at that. Um, how's Nate Look Burleson doing oh, over there? He's your new buddy. He's, oh, he's fantastic. So it's me, Nate, and Tony DeCopo, and knock on wood, so far, so good. Well, you also... Our numbers are going up. That's a good sign. Well, excellent, excellent. That's a good sign. Obviously, you. you get the Thank bump. You. you get the Colbert bump. More with Dale King after this. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You have another gig, which is editor-at-large of Oprah Daily. Yes. And I understand you're, you're co-hosting an online event tomorrow. What's happening? Okay, so we're doing this live, Adam Glassman and I. So we're doing something called vision boarding. I've never done a vision board. Anybody here done a vision board? Yeah, see? Okay. So apparently vision boarding is very big where you project what you want. You know, you sort of manifest it, put it out there. So we're doing a workshop live. It's for Oprah Daily Insider. Are you an Oprah Daily Insider? And if of you're not, course why? I am. What okay. are you saying? How could I not be? What is that? It's a, 
It's an Oprah Daily Insider what, what that you, goes with our it, website. Okay, it's Oprah only $25 right now for the year. It used to be $50. That's a deal. That's a really that's a really good deal because you get special exclusives like our vision boarding session. And then Oprah's gonna be teaching a class every month this every month this year. I, I have not you vision boarded. Cool I have never vision boarded and I'm unclear. See, I haven't either. I'm unclear on what happens. See, Stephen, I, I haven't either. I'm Is this like making a collage of like photos and you tape them on a board and you go, I want that in my life? Well, you don't have to make it sound so silly. <laughs> I didn't make it silly. Yes, you did. I did not make it sound silly. Yes, you Let me did. try it again. You're... Is it one where you take images that are meaningful to you and place it on a board and you concentrate on it and say, I wonder if I could bring that into my life? Okay, it's not. It, 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 it's. Was that less it, silly? Yes, that was less silly, although I know you're making fun of me, but that's okay. I am not. I, listen, I've, I've never done it either. I've never done it either because I thought, I don't know. But, but people say, people say that when you put it out there in the universe. Yes. And you, you, you know, that you really say, this is what I want in my life. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it and see what happens. I, I, I do not doubt for a moment Somebody that it has an effect. Somebody just said it works. Somebody just I have said no that. doubt. I'm a Catholic. Icons, man. That's what, like, yeah. images of yeah. saints are Somebody for. Somebody says it is works. You concentrate on that, and that get, moves you toward that, uh, that moment in your own life. Well, I'm going to be doing my first one live tomorrow. What's on, the, vision, what's on, okay, what's on so the Gale Vision Board? 2022. Yeah. You know, I'm very disorganized. I'd like to try to figure out a way to be better organized. I'd mm. like to figure out a way. You know, when COVID first hit, I didn't leave my apartment for 105 days. That's how freaked out I was by it. So when I say I don't want to go back to that place, so I'm looking for a new place with outdoor space, mm. uh, a, an apartment in the city, because I moved from the suburbs, so I like, I, I want that. I have a dog, because I really like dogs, if I could find a place with outdoor space. Mm -hmm. Be nice to have a partner at some point in life, so okay. I, you know, I'm putting that out there, mm -hmm. about things that I think are good in a man. Mm -hmm. um, what, 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 what do you think are good in a man? Well, I would like you to have your own teeth. Teeth. I do. I'm the sorry, bar, but I do. The bar, I do. Gail. I do. I do. The bar is low. You know, but no, no, no. But you know, you want somebody who is intelligent, who's kind, who's funny. You know, so I, I'm putting out different types of men that have the qualities that I like. Got it. I'm Must not going to tell you who they are. Must but, love dogs. But I have some doozies that I, I, I want a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. If you and could I will combine, reveal if you that combine tomorrow men, at 7. Oh, you're going to tell us tomorrow yeah, what men yeah. you would combine to make your yes. the Franken-Gale yes. partner. Yes. <laughs> I right. hadn't thought of it as a Franken-Gale, but okay, I'll go with that. Um, I like a good sense of humor. I like intelligence. I'm big. I'm 5'10", so I would like big. Um, but, you know, you just, you know, I think life is better when shared. I'm not sitting here going, oh, my God, it's not a pity party for me because I have a really good life really good friends and all that good stuff. But I believe that life is better when shared. I agree. I do. I agree. I do. What do we want to be? Not alone. Yes, yes. Gail, lovely to see you. It's so lovely. Thank I love coming. coming. I love coming here. here. I love CBS coming. Mornings airs weekdays at 7 a.m. on CBS. It's Gail King, everybody. Coming up, Tig Nataro. My next guest is a comedian and actor you know from her stand-up specials, Star Trek Discovery and Army of the Dead. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Tig Notaro. Hey, Tig. 
Hi, Stephen. Good to see you again. Good to see you. How you been? I've been good. Yeah. Your twins were about to turn five when you were here in May, and yeah. now we've had five-year-old Christmas with them, which is five. Mm -hmm. It seems like right the sweet spot for Christmas. How was Christmas in, yes. with the kids this year? It was really great. Um, you know, they're they're very they're they're twins, but they're very different. Like my my son Max is like a a sixty-year-old man, and um, <laughs> but uh, he came in. And told my wife Stephanie, he he just he walked in the room and he was like, oh, oh, <laughs> and she said, what is it, Max? And he said, I wanted to do a belly flop on the couch, and I know I wasn't supposed to. He said, but I'm just I'm afraid I've ended up on the naughty list. <laughs> He said, I did it, and it felt so good. <laughs> and, and he said, um, if, I, if I end up getting coal, can I still play with it? Wow. Yeah, so he wow, was. making the best of yeah, it. Yeah, so he and his brother Finn were like, yeah. Finn was like, yeah, we could, uh, we could play hopscotch with it. Or uh, they were just coming up with all different things that they could do with wow. coal. <laughs> wow. But I love that crisis he's going yeah. through. Have I been good enough yeah, he was for just the like, reward? Yeah, I think I'm going to be on the naughty list. Have you guys used the cotton candy machine that I gave you last year? Have you used that much lately? Not yet. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't used it at all? No. No, Why? because it's at our office. I know, I feel like every time I see you, you're like, have you used the cotton candy machine that I gave you? And, and it's a good one. We talked about this last time, but it's not like, no, it's, uh, Hasbro. No. It's industrial. Yeah. You, could, you could be a carny. Yeah. <laughs> I no know. No greater compliment, by the way. <laughs> one day, I will be a carny. But um, I know, it's, it's total carnival-style um, cotton candy. We... I think that this is the year that we're going to be able to use it because it's just it's 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 been a slow uh, a slow process getting to the cotton candy. There's been a pandemic, and it what feels, better time? It, it what better feels, time to have a cotton candy machine because you don't have to go to the carnival where all the diseases are. You bring the carnival to your home, Tim. I understand, but Stephen, how pathetic to just like set up. A carnival-sized cotton candy machine, and do it for my two sons. <laughs> and then pack the whole thing up again. It's true. I apologize. I was. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking. Okay, you gotta. You're, you're going back on the road again with your comedy tour. Hello again. Yes. Which I, I really enjoy. Yes. Um, Kicks off tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Here you are with an audience. How does how is it how does it feel to be in front of an audience again? Um, <laughs> it feels great. It feels really good. I've performed truly four times in the past two years, mm. so I am offering refunds um, <laughs> if it if it doesn't go if well. You're a little rusty. Yeah, rusty, if yeah. I'm a little rusty, and. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much excited. How long have you been touring? Like, when did you, how many years ago did you start? Well, I, I started 25 years ago. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
a you've, quarter you've, of a century. You've really you've, you've kicked it up a notch here. Yeah. This is your, how you're getting around on your tour this time. There you are. You you <laughs> you posted this the other day. That's you and your chopper, right? Yeah. You're flying this chopper on your tour, aren't That's you? That's right. Not really. <laughs> I'm not I'm not an ass. You know. Why are you using the salty talk on CBS? I'm not allowed understand. to say ass. You no. know, you know what, Stephen? Since I did say ass on uh, on uh, what is this? CBS. On CBS. What is this? What is this? What is this? It's the Dumont Network. I just want to point out for the viewers at home that the word ass um, that I know I'm not supposed to say, they bleep whole. This so, is true. so this is true. at home, watch. I'll say ass. <laughs> they leave ass. <laughs> but if 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 you say ass on its own, then it's fine. It's fine. They don't believe you. And then if you say whole, they don't believe you. Believe you. <laughs> but, but if you say ass, see. They just believed it, didn't they? They believed whole. But when I just said they believed whole, they didn't believe whole. <laughs> and if I just say, I'm not an ass, nobody would have believed that. But it, because I said ass, they're like, we can't have whole following ass. We can't know about that part <laughs> of the ass. That's implied. But how dare you? How dare you mention that there's a whole? No problem, but right. ass beep. Right. You know, they are teaching toilets to recognize people <laughs> by the pattern of... Why did you have to do that? <laughs> that's... I'm, I'm picturing, here's... I did the bowl. Steven. And then this is the, this is the view. This is the view. <laughs> Even if that's the view, um, you didn't have to do that. No. <laughs> but... Because... But it, for a friend... <laughs> This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.